Thanks for joining me for another episode of Accented. This series is based on conversations with real people who all have different English accents. You get to hear really cool stories and listen to how people enunciate their words. On today's episode, you're going to hear from Chris, who is originally from the Philippines, and he is the podcast host of Go Filipino. Hello and welcome to another Accented episode. Today you'll be hearing from Chris and I found his podcast online called Go Filipino and I really enjoyed the way he taught Tagalog, which is a native language from the Philippines. And as I'm always looking for new guests on the show, I don't have a Filipino accent, so I decided to contact him and he came on the show. I'm just going to jump into some terminology that was used during the interview. And Chris said that it was a logistics nightmare. Now, he used that in a context because he's actually living in San Francisco and he sort of got stuck there due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So when you say logistics, the logistics, it's the organization of an operation. So how things work in an operation are the logistics. So when it's a logistics nightmare, it means that nothing is going right. Everything seems to be going wrong in the process of that operation. So with him being stuck in San Francisco, it was a logistics nightmare. So borders were being closed, uh, people couldn't fly out, uh, some people were stuck in planes that were still flying in the sky and that countries were saying we're not accepting you because the borders are closed. So this whole pandemic has been a logistics nightmare. Another term used by Chris was to wane down a little. So wane means to decrease in size and it's a common term to wane down down a little. We could say that about the rain. Um, you know, I won't go outside into the rain until it wanes down a little. And that means that it's going to slowly um, have less rain. So it's not as heavy. So that's a common phrase we use when we want something to uh, die down. We want it to decrease. It was interesting when I heard Chris use the word melange because it's actually a French word and I don't use it so much in English. I would love to hear if any listeners use that word in English. Um, I've only ever used it in French. And he was saying it's a melange of languages and that basically means a mix. So it's the French word for saying something that's mixed together. One last phrase before we go on to the interview. And this is a very common phrase used by English speakers when it boils down to. And Chris uses that in the interview. So when something boils down to, it means that it's the most important part. So say if there is a football game that is about to happen 
And if one team doesn't win this game, they cannot go to the semi-final. So we would say for that team that it boils down to this one game and it's showing that it's this game that is the most important uh, game to make it to the semi-final. It's now time to get on with the interview. This morning I'm speaking with Chris, who is the host of Go Filipino, the podcast, and he's teaching his audience to speak Tagalog, which is a Filipino language. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And your podcast is really popular. I found it as I was searching for guests and having a listen. It's really fascinating. So how did you get started? Well, I stumbled. Well, I started with my podcast, Go Filipino, Let's Learn Tagalog as kind of like an accident, so to speak. Well, yeah, kind of kind of like an accident because my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, um, he's struggling to learn my language, which is Tagalog. He's fluent in French. He's um, learning Spanish. And he finds my language difficult to understand despite having a lot of resource materials to it. He has apps. He has books. He has flashcards. And I looked at them and I find that there are some things that were lacking in teaching my language. At first, I wanted to write a book about it, but I got lazy. And then one day, um, I was, I've been a fan of podcasts for years now, and I thought, maybe I, should write, maybe I should make a podcast about this, about teaching Tagalog. So with no plan, I just bought a cheap microphone online, recorded my first episode on the go, right in my apartment, when I was living in the Philippines at that time. And yeah, that started Go Filipino. Wow. And you're and now in San Francisco. Is that correct? Yes. I'm currently um, residing in San Francisco by accident again. <laughs> by how accident. Have, sorry. How long have you been there? Um, I've been here for over a year now. Um, it, this is supposed to be a vacation. I visited, I've been visiting um, San Francisco for since 2014 for Christmas holidays because my family lives in the Bay Area and I've met my husband my boyfriend at the time, at the time um, back in tw- like 2015 and I've been coming back and forth um, between the Philippines and San Francisco at, for the holidays and then and then in 2019, um, the pandemic happened, and I couldn't go home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I couldn't go home because um, the Philippines decided to close the borders at first. And I, and there was a time when they decided to let um, visitor, um, returning residents in. There was like logistics nightmare because, you know, you have to stay in a hotel for 14 days before ha- actually having to go home. And I'm worried whether I'd be infected, whether I'd be infected when while riding the plane. So that's my worry as well. So 
I decided to stay, hoping I would, hoping the pandemic would wane down a little, but it didn't. And by June of last year, my boyfriend and I talked about getting married, and yeah, we got married right in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> What a fascinating story! You mentioned how to say "How are you?" before the interview with me, and I was talking about how it sounds very Spanish. And of course, there was uh, the Philippines were colonized by the Spanish. So, can you go into a little bit more detail about how um, Tagalog, where it comes from? Sure. So, Tagalog is one of many languages in the Philippines. Tagalog is an Austronesian language. It means it is related to Malaysian and Indonesian. And while Malaysian and Indonesian can understand each other, they could not understand us because our um, Tagalog grammar or Philippine or the grammar in many languages in the Philippines in general, they're more complicated compared to the streamlined versions of Malaysian and Indonesian has become. Uh, so in my language, uh, Manila Tagalog, it has also adapted words from Chinese um, because of trade, Indian as well because of um, Hind uh, um, Sanskrit from Indians because of trade as well. And we've also adapted words from Spanish and American English due to colonization. Right. So it's like this really happy combination of melange of Western and Eastern languages all rolled into one. Yeah, and from what I found is that people from the Philippines speak really fluently and well in English. So how many languages generally do Filipino people speak? Normally, Filipinos would speak about two to three languages. Uh, there's this, there's English, and then their their native language. It could be Filipino, it could be Cebuano. Um, there are people who not only can speak Tagalog but also their homeland languages. Like my mom, she speaks English, she speaks Tagalog, and she speaks her native language, which is Kapampangan, which is located at the central part of the main island. Uh, it's a completely different language from Tagalog. But what's um, one of the many, one of the distinct features of her language is that it is one of the very few languages in the Philippines that does not have an H sound. So for instance, the Tagalog word for snake, which is ahas, in her language, it would be aas. Right. That's interesting. So it's really, as you said before, the Philippines is really a melange of different uh, cultures and influences. So what's it's what's the feeling in the Philippines, this identity that, that people have? Huh. Well, when it comes to I, identifying Philippines, being Filipino, I think it all boils down to our experiences, our collective experiences. 
there's also this regional ex- um, regional experiences that we are also are proud of. Um, but whenever we would try to look into other like influences like American and recently even Korean through their media, we try our best not to forget what we are as Filipinos. I think I think the the good thing I, I'm as a Filipino, I'm really proud that we are like one of the very few former Spanish colonies that never spoke Spanish. And that's because even during the Spanish colonial period, the Spanish friars would use the native languages to convert to Catholicism. And at that same time, Spanish was being used as an elitist language, like only the only the rich can speak Spanish or can learn to speak Spanish. And when the Americans took over power, that remained the same, that we, the use of Spanish grew like smaller and smaller. And then while we are forced to speak in English most of the time. I mean, while many of our grandparents or great-grandparents at that time were forced to speak in English um, in schools, they still speak their native languages at home. So a lot of our native languages are still intact, although a lot of them are endangered, mainly due to um, the de facto languages in in regions, for instance, um, the influence of Tagalog, the influence of Ilocano in the northern part of the Philippines, and so on. Yeah. Colonization definitely has a lot to answer for, and that's a really interesting perspective that you said that um, I guess the Spanish were seeing it as an elitist sort of thing, yet in hindsight you got to keep your native language because unfortunately – the indigenous languages in Australia have basically been decimated by colonization and they're, you know, we've lost lots of culture and languages because of that. And that's a very unfortunate thing for our country. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. That's why, that's why we really, that's why we really, really try. I, I've I always believe that language is like that imprint of our identity. So, I'm really, really proud to say that I'm Filipino because I can speak my language. And that is why um, when I teach the Tagalog language to my listeners, I always emphasize, especially to my listeners who are first and second generation Filipinos, to find your identity through language. Because if, because them growing up, their parents weren't, um, their parents didn't teach them um, their native language because the parents were afraid that they might acquire the strong accent or as I would like to say, or as, as I would demonstrate, like they are afraid that they would acquire the accent, that strong accent, and they are afraid that the children would speak like the parents and they would be laughed at by the neighbors. 
so to speak. Um, while the parents' intentions were noble, at the same time, the children, um, the first and second generation Filipinos, they were deprived of their identity. And, and thankfully, and hopefully, through my podcast, they are able to find that identity by learning their native language, like Tagalog. Yeah, I think your podcast is great and it's it's so important that we have things like that for people to listen to because it's it's just so important identity and we we're always thinking of that you know looking at where we come from um you know I'm doing that with myself looking at my family history how I fit in in Australia and also looking at my children who mm-hmm. have are now citizens of France and Australia it's um mm-hmm. you know and then also teaching them about my family's history and their dad's history it's just so important and you know my husband is um you know it's so important that our kids learn French so I understand mm-hmm. how language is uh connected to to our identity Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to hear you translate something for us in Tagalog, if you can, please. Oh, sure. Uh, at the top of my head, that would be like, how are, um, what are you doing tonight? That would be, so in Tagalog, that would be, ano ang ginagawa mo ngayong gabi? Ano ang ginagawa mo? Ngayong gabi. So word for word, that would be what the focus marker doing you tonight. Wow. You're very good at teaching this too. <laughs> <laughs> I've become used. I, uh, it's a learning process for me as well. Um, uh, I was able to pick up like how to teach the language through audio form. And yeah. Um, I've read reviews from my listeners and they apparently they like that style. So I kept up with it. It's great. Your podcast is Go Filipino with an F. Whereas when I write the Philippines, I write PH. What's the difference with the F and the PH? Okay. So Filipino is comes Filipino comes from the Spanish term Las Islas Filipinas. And the people during the Spanish colonial period were called Filipinos, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O-S. And when uh, the Americans took over, we kept that identity, even though the name of the country was changed, like from Filipinas, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S, it became P-H-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-E-S. So while the spelling of the country was changed, the spelling of the Filipino people remained the same, either because we as Filipinos insisting of of keeping it because it sounded better that way, because in our alphabet, we don't have PH. We don't have the PH combination. We either have, have the F or the P. So we either kept it or because the, or the, or because the American colonials found it strange, I guess, to spell it as P-H-I-L-I-P-I-N-O. 
At least that's how I see it. But I'm I'm really glad that we stuck with FI, to be honest. It does make PHI. sense. Yes. <laughs> the P, trying to teach my son the PH, you know, as a seven-year-old, it's, <laughs> you know, English can be difficult. So, yeah, it was great that you shed some light on the Filipino culture and the languages. Oh, thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me. Um, actually, in my podcast, Australians are like the second largest um, listeners in my podcast. And I look forward to visiting Australia soon. Yes, we would love to have you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for having me. Maraming salamat. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Paalam. Before I wrap up the show, I just wanted to mention a phrase that Chris used during the interview, which I thought was really quite special. Uh, he was talking about languages and he said that they are an imprint of our identity. And an imprint is basically a mark. So say if I wanted to get a stamp and I put ink on that stamp and then put it on paper, it makes an outline of something. Or it could be a footprint in the snow, uh, a mark in the sand. So to say that our native language is an imprint on our identity means that it's so important for us to speak our native language and to understand it. And it's uh, quite unfortunate for some people who don't have the opportunity to learn their native language. So I just thought that that was a really important phrase to mention. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. If you'd like to find out more about me, please head to kimslawofenglish.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating. Speak to you soon.